Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined in this episode by Damien Costello, Chief Specialist with Chagask, who discusses temporary grazing this back end. Damien highlights some of the key considerations when taking on temporary grazing and how it can benefit both parties involved. Damien emphasises the need to ensure all animals are tagged before leaving the farm and we discuss at length the various movement notification considerations for a variety of scenarios. Damien also takes us through the need to retain the movement records afterwards and how to apply for credit under nitrates regulations. We start off, however, with Damien highlighting the opportunities to present itself this back end as a result of the good grass growing conditions. It's been a good a good back end for growth and um, in, in some parts of the country um, cattle are starting to be housed and uh, there's there, there's there's grass available uh, but maybe ground conditions are not allowing uh, for it to be properly grazed out with cattle so maybe there are opportunities there for uh, temporary grazing with sheep and certainly Damien, in the more northerly counties western counties that seems to be the case there's more appetite for lambs as well we can see in march so many producers might take that option of grazing i suppose the caveat we always throw out with this Damien, and follows last week's episode you know, it's still important to ensure we have enough of our own ground closed up before we move stock off it. Well, that's exactly it. And and getting, I suppose, the first priority is maybe getting getting your own your your own grazing ground uh, grazed out properly, and and following your closing plan and get, getting your ground closed closed up for for spring grass uh, before you start thinking of of uh, moving to temporary grazing. And look, certainly for those that are taking in them lamps and temporary grazing, there's a big advantage to getting them heavier covers cleaned off before spring and not carrying that dead material through. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, lots of lots of farmers will 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 welcome the the opportunity to to get those get those properly grazed off um, before the before the winter. Just to emulate a couple of basic considerations before moving stock on the temporary grazing. So the fencing is one. There's a few others to take into account as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, the, I suppose we're often asked. I mean, the the, the prices that are charged and it, it's very variable from from. Uh, from farm to farm and from different parts of the country as to um, what, what's charged for this temporary grazing. And a lot will depend on, uh, say, the type of fencing that's there on the farm. Um, you know, does the person that's putting the sheep on have to co- come along and do a lot of, of temporary fencing, say, in the, in the case of, of a tillage farm or something like that? Um, is there water available on the farm? Um, I suppose... <clears throat> How much grazing is available? How long will uh, you know? How many? What's the appropriate number of sheep uh, to to allocate to the block? Uh, you know the quality of grass that's there, and again, a lot of uh, marsh lambing flocks will be in the middle of their their breeding season at the moment. So unless uh, there's enough of grass on the on the uh, block you're taking, uh, maybe to carry you through to the end of the breeding season, uh, maybe it's not a, a good idea at this stage for for breeding sheep. It might be more suitable for say re- replacement show lambs that have been are, are not being put in lamb we'll say or you know dry your lambs store lambs possibly might, might be a, a better option for, for temporary grazing stock you want to carry over but again maybe post mating it's an option but I think a point there like uh, the quantity of that grass on the farm that you're going to get enough of a period out of it particularly if it's well, that's away from, from the home block exactly do, do, doing an estimate to see is it is it worth your while um, you know or is, is it appropriate maybe only to, to put a portion of the flock uh, to this area so that they will they will get a meaningful uh, grazing period out of it so it's important to, I suppose to do an estimate of the of the of the quantity of grass that's, that's there and uh, you know what's the appropriate number and how, how long will it last them uh, really and as you say um, it may be an option that you, you defer this grazing uh, 
um, if if it's the O-flock is 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 all that's on the farm, um, maybe post mating you'll have the opportunity to to move them off for a a month or six weeks before housing or that. Just in terms of moving them off the farm, Damien, it's important we say complying with the relevant regulations. Like we mentioned store lambs, I suppose the first thing you have to consider for any stock leaving the farm is to have to be tagged. That's that's right, Skirn, yeah. Um and again, it's it's the same as for any movement. Um the, the the a full a fully EID set of tags must be on the on the sheep before before they're they're moved off the farm. Um Again, it's 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 not an issue. Obviously, we'd say if we're talking about yours, but um, maybe uh, younger stock or, or store lambs or or your lambs or that, uh, they they must be fully uh, they must be double tagged uh, on leaving the farm. And look, traditionally, if lambs are going to factory, yours are even going to the market or from farm to farm, we complete dispatch document. The same is the case for temporary grazing, but there is slight subtle differences between how that's done. So, for example, like. If a farmer was sending sheep to a tillage farm, maybe going to graze a forage crop, what are the requirements on the dispatch document in that case? Yeah, it's it's a good question, and th- there are a few different uh, scenarios there. And I suppose the first one you you mentioned there is um, if you're moving to an all tillage farm where there are no livestock uh, at all on on this holding, and in this situation, uh, the sheep can be moved uh, to this holding for temporary grazing without any dispatch documents and without notifying the, the Department of Agriculture of the movement. So, Dean, probably the most common one we're going to see is the temporary movement to a farm that has livestock on it, doing whether it be cattle housed earlier that, that there's grass available this winter on. What's the correct procedure for that case? Yeah, if I suppose if there are any livestock at all on, on this temporary holding, um, we're talking mainly about a, a, a farm that's, that's, that's in, 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 by and large in one block, and even whether there's cattle or sheep, even if they're housed or, or they're separate, uh, then the movement uh, of sheep onto this holding uh, should be notified to the, or must be notified to the Department of Agriculture. Uh, now, there's no change in ownership, uh, but the responsibility for notifying these movements lies with the, the owner of the sheep. So the way he notifies uh, the Department of Agriculture of this movement to the temporary holding is that he completes a dispatch docket um, as he would if he was moving uh, animals through, through the mart or the factory. And he sends the pink copy of that dispatch docket to the local uh, Department of Agriculture Regional Office in order to, to and they will record the, the temporary movement. So when the time comes to move them back, then uh, he can notify them of the movement back to the holding of origin um, by, by uh, sending the white copy of the same dispatch docket is sent to the regional office and he clearly marks it then that this is the return movement from temporary grazing. So if there's any if there's any reason that there's a different number of sheep than what's on the original docket returning to the farm, for example, if some of the sheep were sold directly off the holding, uh, he must note these numbers um, when he's returning back, uh, he, when he's returning the, the, uh, the, the white docket to the department. So he, he will note the numbers that are not returning, I suppose, to the farm of origin. That's the procedure for for um, to to notify the department that they've returned to the the holding of orange, and in the unlikely event, maybe or it may be in the case of Torlem, if there are a number of sheep, um, if if the number is different um, to the original holding, uh, 
the numbers must be sent uh, in, in the, it must be indicated on the form. So in other words, if uh, if a number of lambs or something, if, if it was in the case of store lambs, if a number of lambs went to direct to slaughter from the, the farm of, of uh, the, the temporary grazing farm, um, you, you would uh, have separate documentation for that. And when you're uh, returning to, to the holding of origin, uh, you would you would identify these lambs on the on the original dispatch docket. Same if they were sold on, you follow that procedure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the case then? Look, I suppose that the key thing there is to make sure you fill in that return movement. It could easily be overlooked. But what happens in the case of the going to a mixed farm on which there are no livestock? We say if a farm was in the finishing system and all animals were sold, does that differ again? Yeah, I mean there are some holdings out there where uh, they're they're made up of a, a number of, of different um, land parcels or land fragments, um, you know, which which are, are completely separate, uh, which they're, they're all registered under the one. They're, they're all belonging to the same holding or the same herd number. Uh, so, for example, the, the main the main block of ground uh, might consist of the the. The, the, the farm house, I suppose, and the farm buildings and the, the, the number of fields that are adjacent to it. But there's also maybe another uh, fragment of land that can be either leased or owned, which is totally separate from the main block. But it's it's still, I suppose, it's still on the same uh, basic payment application. It's still part, it's still under the same herd number. It could be, you know, there could be a few kilometers in distance between both fragments. And in this instance, the sheep can be temporarily moved to one fragment um, without the need for dispatch documents uh, and, and movement notification, provided that there are no livestock whatsoever on, on the, 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 the fragment of the farm that the sheep are being moved to. Just fine. And you, you covered this, I think, already, but just for clarity, in the case of a store lamb, we say go into that forage crop and you're hoping they're going to be finished off it. So if they're going direct to a factory of this temporary holding, what covers that again, Damien? Yes, um, the, 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 that's the case, I suppose. And that would be very common in, in, in tillage areas, we'll say, particularly all tillage farms, maybe where they're putting in a, a forage crop uh, and they're, they're taking in... Um, they're taking in maybe lambs on a temporary basis, as you mentioned, uh, finishing. So again, the initial movement uh, to the temporary grazing is covered uh, by by uh, what we were talking about already uh, in terms of a dispatch document, and, and the movement is is notified as required by sending the the pink copy to the to the, depart- the local department office. Um, but in cases where um, sheep are moved from this temporary holding um, directly to the mart or to the factory or, or the abattoir, and, and they're not going back via, I suppose, the holding of origin, then the normal um, national sheep identification system requirements apply. So in this case, the owner of the sheep, uh, he fills up a new dispatch docket uh, to accompany the sheep to the, to, to, to the factory or wherever they're going. Uh, and he must also record this movement in, in the flock register. But it's not necessary in this case to, to notify the Department of Agriculture or, or of a movement, uh, as the movement will, will be notified automatically by the, the, the processor or the marketer or wherever they're going. You know? Just maybe, Damien, finally, in terms of just the movement aspect, I know you've covered a lot of bits of but keeping track of the movements and keeping a record of them afterwards, what is the requirement now? Yeah. Again, uh, I suppose the the um, 
you know the, the the general requirements in terms of the as as we mentioned earlier in terms of the the, the, the tagging in accordance with the, the the national sheep identification system um uh, need need to be complied with um and again uh, to, to recap there must be there must be they must be tagged by either the age of, of of nine months um or when they when they leave the holding of origin whichever occurs soonest um and again all sheep uh, being moved, as we mentioned earlier on, to the temporary holding must be be, be fully tagged. Uh, prior to being moved to, to this uh, temporary holding, and and regardless of of what destination they're going to, they they must be they must be tagged on leaving the farm. So, in the case of uh, the temporary movements, as as we mentioned, they're notified to the the, the Department of Agriculture, the local office, uh, and the, the flock owner is required to keep a copy of the relevant dispatch documents. Um, that he has used to notify these movements and the, the, the guideline is that they must be kept for a period of at least three years. So again, most people are keeping their, their dispatch jacket books um, you know, for, for probably this period at least and, and, and longer in many cases. And just maybe finally, like in terms of regulations, for those looking for credit maybe on the nitrates, how do you go about that? Yeah, it, it's and that applies, Karen. I suppose to maybe a, a very highly stocked farm uh, where uh, they they want to, uh, I suppose, receive credit from from uh, from the point of view of stocking rate for the fact that uh, a number or all of their sheep are maybe off the farm for for two months or three months or whatever the period is, uh, and in order to uh, avail of this, um, there's a, a record for. Uh, it's uh, the notification of temporary movement of cattle or sheep. Uh, this must be completed uh, and forwarded to the, the, the nitrate section, uh, the Department of Agriculture, uh, Johnstone Castle, County Wexford. Uh, and this should be completed prior to the prior to the movement of animals. Um, so the, the adjustments will apply to both holdings. So I suppose it's important from that point of view that the uh, the, the the holding that's taking the the, the sheep in, um, you're not going to um, you're not going to put them, uh, you're you're not going to make them non-compliant, I suppose, by by um, the temporary movement of of the sheep to their farm. So, Damien, it's it's straightforward enough when you go through it and explain it, but there's a few bits to be considered there. And look, I think you probably need a little clarity on it. Yeah, look at uh, the a lot of the detail um, are included in in the Department of Agriculture's. Uh, document and on, on the, the their guidelines for the the national um sheep identification systems and movements um i suppose the other thing we'd always say is um if you're in doubt uh, maybe talk to your advisor or your your farm advisor or your consultant uh, before before you uh, before you make any move or before you, you you do anything that you don't normally do to see what what is the what is the paperwork that's required is there any requirement to notify the uh, the nitrate section and so on? So it is important maybe to, to seek a bit of advice if you're unsure. Damien, good having you on. Thanks very much for that. No problem, Kieran. Okay, we're going to finish up at this point. Again, Damien's highlighted the various considerations to be taken into account when taking on temporary grazing and the different movement notifications involved. I have included a link to the ANSYS document in the description, which will provide a more detailed guide of this and a reference for anyone to go back to. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chalky Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.